welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Welcome to episode 45 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today I talk to the lovely Tanea McLeod. Tanea is a 20-year-old videographer and social media manager currently running her own business, McLeod Media. Her clients, which are multiple, currently compete in the Virgin Australia Supercar Championship. Today we're going to discuss things around about social media, um, videography, um, and her pretty cool story of how she got into her current role. Hi, Tanea, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. I know, every week I said I'm excited, but I'm always very excited to speak to another female within the motorsport professional. So how did you start with your motorsport? Well, so I kind of grew up on the motorsport side of things, not really car racing though. So I grew up racing motocross. So I did that, started that when I was four, don't really remember why my brother did it, so I kind of just fell into it. My parents were like, "Let's buy her a bu- let's buy her a bike and see if she likes it." And then I did that for pretty much all my childhood, and then got to a point where it was either I follow motocross and try and do that professionally, or you know, try and do something else. And female in motorsports harder than a female. Female in motocross is harder than a female in like cars and things like that. So. That kind of died when I got to the stage where it was like career or sport or whatever you want to do. But, yeah, I remember growing up watching Bathurst with Dad and things like that. But to be completely honest, I wasn't really interested in cars until like 13 or 14. Like used to, everyone watches Bathurst. Like it's just what you watch. Yeah. And then in uh, 2013, my maths teacher took me to the Gold Coast 600. I grew up up down near Gold Coast, up near Gold Coast, whatever it was. Took me to the Gold Coast 600 and then she was like a, a volunteer head kind of fancy person. She did all that sort of stuff and went there as a school excursion, which was pretty cool when you were, when you were 14 going to the supercars. It was my first event and, um, yeah, got involved in that. The year later I did Students on Track, did that with the school again and then I became a volunteer for like – supercars I guess and I was like a pit lane official blew the whistle and things like that I did that for a few years and and yeah it kind of kick-started my love for supercars more than just like motorsport as a whole it was more just supercars and you know I fanned out hit the fangirl stage and really loved the sport and used to follow it religiously and then I was like maybe I could turn this into a career so that's kind of what happened. Yeah, so you're currently a videographer. Is that what your passion was or did you just see something that you liked or you didn't like at the track that you thought, hey, I want to pursue that? So my parents bought me a camera for my 16th birthday. Before then, I had no – I was always just one of those little kids that would make a video on their phone or something like that, but I never really thought about it. And then I got like a little – Canon camera for my 16th birthday and then flipped it over to video mode instead of photos because it's so much more fun to make videos. And then, yeah, I mucked around with that for a few years and then somehow found myself getting paid to do it, which obviously there's a, there's a bit of gap in there to fill in, but, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. I kind of have to pinch myself 
all the time. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, this is so cool what I get to do for a living. So it yeah. is cool. And when you say just a few years, it really is only a few years since you've yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, um, I'm, I'm 20 at the minute. So it's only about four years since you've actually picked it up and got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It'll be yeah, nearly five years. I'm 21 soon. So and really not that long. It's actually been quite fast, but I mean, I started when I was 16 and then I'm the kind of person that if I like something, I'll just dedicate every, every minute of my life to do it. So that's what I've done for the past four years. I'm at uni studying film and TV and design and things like that at the minute. So once I finished up with high school, I moved to Melbourne. I was living in a small town of Grafton. That's where I grew up, up in Northern New South Wales and moved to Melbourne when I was 18 and kind of it was now or never sort of thing to to give this a real crack so did that and you know now just trying to balance full-time uni with with full-time work pretty much which is the hardest part Me, my final two units of uni so hopefully wrap that up soon and then I can put all my energy into the one thing rather than trying to split it across multiple things and half-ass some sort of stuff so <laughs> Um, yeah, so again, why did you choose videography or did, did it basically choose you, like you say, because it was... I probably choose, chose me. I didn't really... <laughs> that one thing, like when you're 16, you don't... I, don't, I didn't think I was going to be doing this. Like I had, I had no clue sort of thing. Yeah. Photos, like I'm doing... I'm more passionate about photography now that I do videos than I was when I first started, my mum was always like, you just have such a really good eye, like a creative eye. I could always just take a good photo. Never really thought anything of it. And then, and the video thing, I just kind of delved into YouTube and taught myself how to do it. Not really thinking anything of it, thinking more of skill and things like that. And then got it to a point where I could do it well enough for people to actually utilize and use. So, so it's you not an easy that. thing, but it's cool. And it is fantastic that you do have your own business at 20. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, McLeod Media. Um, so how did that business start and when did it start? So it kind of just started more as me just smucking around with it more than anything. Um, I just wanted to, I started making videos of motocross bikes because that was, that was my world when I was 16, 16, 17. Started there and then I started an Instagram account, 20... January 2017. So start an Instagram account and just put these shockingly made videos. Like I look back on them now and I'm like, why did you ever, what, what were you thinking sort of thing? You have to start somewhere. somewhere, Exactly. But now I look back on it. I'm like, Oh my God, you're, Oh, that is shocking. Um, but you know, you're, everyone starts somewhere and it's like, you got to walk before you run sort of thing. So that's the way I look at it. And yeah, and just McLeod Media started as that. I think, uh, I think the first year that I did it, I was in year eleven in high school. And I think I profited about thirteen dollars that year. So that was that was a real big uh, paycheck for me. And then, I mean, it's just kind of. I always thought I was going to be a radiographer. Like my year ten work experience was at the hospital, and I was taking X-rays of people. So that was completely different to where I am now and that's what I thought I was going to do I would have been happy to do that and then this kind of just grabbed me and was like no come and do this instead and this is so much more fun I reckon like (laughs) yeah of course yes I'm going to agree with you there yeah Um, so so fortunate that you've um, found a role within your passion of supercars 
Um, how did you take the business from a $13 business to, to where you're at today, two years later on, with the clients that you have? To be, to be completely honest, I volunteered a lot. Like I offered my services as a creative while I could. So there's a point where you can, and that was me in high school and my first year at uni where it was, I didn't really care about, the money was irrelevant. I mean, the money still means nothing to me, but in 2019, I have rent to pay. Yeah. 20, when I was living at home, I could do whatever I wanted because my parents paid for everything. But I mean, I live 18 hours away from my family now in Melbourne, in an apartment in St Kilda. And it's like, bills come in whether money comes in or not. So I had to draw a line at some point. In 2017, my first year in Melbourne, I volunteered for Supercars Media as a production runner. So I got to meet everyone in that kind of world, which was my first sort of in into that world professionally sort of thing. I used to pay for myself and accommodate myself at like six rounds a year. So I think I did Winton, um, Ipswich, Bathurst, Gold Coast and Newcastle in 2017. Flew myself to all these events like you don't, didn't get anything. That was pretty cool and worked as hard as anyone who was on a full-time payroll for supercars. So I was ironing shirts. I think my first job, I rolled up to Winton and my first job was they go, here, here's an iron and you can iron Mark's gay shirt to wear on the broadcast. And I was like... (laughs) Ah, crap. So I rang my mum and I was like, mum, how do I use an iron? <laughs> the joys of YouTube, did she say? Get on YouTube. She told me, she told me how to do it. She goes, that's your, that's, that's your first role. And it was like a proper, like real nice button up shirt. And I'm like, oh man, I hope I don't screw this up. Like <laughs> been a hole in it. <laughs> I was so, I don't even think I ironed it properly. I would have had the iron on like the lowest sensitivity. Cause I'm like, if I put a hole in this, like it is not a good way to start with these people. Um, and and yeah, did that for six rounds. And the best part about that was I got to meet everybody. So I just networked with everyone and met all the production assistants, met all the producers at the TV director who Nathan Prendergast, he was the director at the time. He's now the head of TV. So he's now the head honcho guy and, and he's a really cool dude. And it's just knowing people like I don't know them personally, but I know them if we walk past each other, it's like, hey, how you going? Hey, this and that sort of stuff. And you can have a chat and things like that, which is really cool. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just from there. And then in 2000 and, end 2017, I met Sally from GRM at an event that I volunteered at. And then she uh, slid into my Instagram DMs and was like, hey, do you want a job? And I was like, hey, yeah, I do. And then, <laughs> and then I was able to... Um, go to each event and be at each event every year. And I did my whole, my first year, like the 15 rounds in 2018. And then Jaren were happy for me to branch out and meet other clients and work for other people. And now I got on a race weekend. I'm flat out. Like I'm fully booked on race weekends pretty much. So, which is awesome. Yeah. But I mean, it's got to be careful. I don't bite off more than I can choose sort of thing. So <laughs> got to make sure that like, I don't take on enough clients that it, wrecks my quality of work for other people so I'm pretty cautious about that but try and do the best job that I can and everyone's happy so far which is good (laughs) yeah so tell us a little bit about a life of a supercar um, social media manager is that what you do or is it what's your actual title with JRM so my title with JRM is videographer but I, I call myself a content creator because I do kind of everything 
yep. videographer is what my role started out to be. And then this year I've taken on their social media. So just a, another level of things. And, um, and yeah, so content creator. So we'll do like a weekend wrap and things like that, which just involves like videos of or GRM, whoever our drivers are, like can't really keep up with who our drivers are at the moment. So usually yeah. it's Richie Stenaway and James Golding, yeah. but we've had a couple of different drivers this year. So that's my main role on a race weekend. They fly and accommodate me. So that's, they're my main focus, put the blinkers on for them sometimes, but then they're happy for also me to be able to earn a living by working for other people as well. So I also, this year I took on management of Mark Winterbottom's social media. So actually the Winterbottom things are, are actually a pretty cool story. I was a huge fan. If you scroll down, <laughs> if you scroll down my Instagram to 2014, you'll find that I described the best day of my life as the day that I met Mark Winterbottom. <laughs> and now I look back on that and I'm like, like the other day I was sitting at his house eating pizza and I'm like, hmm, not sure how 2014 today I would handle this. <laughs> Oh, that's very I, know, I was sitting I was sitting in maths one day, maths in high school, and I got a message from Renee Winterbottom, his wife, and she's like, uh, what do you do you wanna try and help us out a little bit? And I was like, Hell yeah, this is the best day of my life. Um and then from there I've done some video stuff for his corporate clients. So did it we did a big campaign this year for um for what's it called? For air clean filters and filmed all that and that went out, which was really cool and yeah it's kind of just evolved into when Renee had the third child she kind of got to the point where she was like yeah probably can't do everything with three kids and then she was like well let's just get Tanaya in on this and and yeah that's kind of where we're at now which is pretty cool fantastic that's a good story so it's a really good story it's quite funny what shirt do you have to wear on the weekend I wear my own. I'm really lucky that I'm allowed to wear my own branding, which is cool. Like I asked GRM and I was like, do you want me to wear theirs? And they're like, well, you're not employed by us. You're a contractor. So you can wear McLeod Media branding. And I'm like, sweet, free advertising at supercars events. Not going to say, not going to say no to that. I'm real passionate about my own brand. So getting that out there where I can is totally awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. And what are the favorite components of your role? I love the creativity, oh, I I <laughs> apart from, you know, hanging with all these supercars drivers and stuff, but I love the creativity that I have. Um, I'm really lucky that, so in 2018, when GRM was sponsored by Wilson Security, Wilson didn't really have any interest in the, in the creativity side of things. They didn't have any say in what they wanted. They just wanted videos to use. So I pretty much had full control over the whole creative side of things. And then when Boost come on, they're a youth brand. So they had a little bit more strict guidelines. So it's really forced me to get better sort of thing, to refine my craft to suit a particular client and things like that, which was really, was a challenge at the start of the year. I won't lie. I struggled with it a little bit to get it. I can't have to use like boost approved music and things like that. And to go from Wilson security, who had literally no, they, I could, I could put like happy birthday as the soundtrack and they'd be okay with it. Whereas now, like if I don't do the right song, like boost will call up and tell me to take it down and things like that. So it's made me be a lot more cautious and careful and realize like the corporate side of what I do more than just, well, it is like it's big money. Supercars is big money and it's, it's big stakes too. So 
have to be a lot more cautious and I've had to refine a lot of what I do, which is really cool. And have you found that you've been able to utilise a lot of your supercar work for your uni work? I actually don't really cross over as much as you think. I did four, I did a documentary uni a unit at uni last year and I did a Gary Rogers motorsport documentary. So we did the Volvo to Holden yeah. whole thing and that was awesome. Like got a really good result on it at uni and people loved it. Like they absolutely loved it on social media. So that was kind of a kind of a crossover that I wouldn't have been able to do. Everyone else in my uni unit was doing it on like family members and then when I got up and pitched it, like everyone else was like 60% approval rate and then everyone was like, and then my idea got 95% approval because it was different and not many people have like an in to motorsport and Jerem were happy because it was all, like they didn't have to pay anything because it was through uni so there was no like profitability or anything like that so they got some free content, a really cool documentary made and I got a really good mark on my uni assignment so it was kind of a win-win. Win-win all around. My favourite kind. <laughs> um, and so today, so someone who's starting out in racing um, and may not be able to afford a videographer, um, what are some recommendations you have about them getting started about filming? Honestly, just the first step is to just make content. doesn't matter what it is. Honestly, you could film yourself just about to go out for, I don't know, what, what category in karting, Formula Ford, whatever that whatever the starting pre-production, I don't know what, I don't know what people start in these days. So just if you're young, get your parents onto it. People underestimate the power of a brand. So I have friends who are my age who are trying to make it like to the next step, like in Super 3 or below in Formula Ford and things like that. And all I tell them is I'm like, just build your brand, like make yourself marketable. That's honestly all it is. If you can offer value to sponsors, sponsors will come to you. Like everyone talks about how hard it is to find sponsors and they have have 40 likes on their Facebook page and haven't posted in three years. And you're like, well, why would someone sponsor you when they can go sponsor old, old Jack over here who's spent two years building their profile, makes a post a couple of times a week, has four or 5,000 followers and actually has an audience to post to. So it's all about, I would say, making yourself different from your competitors. You can have a social media presence and that sponsor goes, oh, hey, we can reach this audience by sponsoring this person. Then you provide a spon- the value to a sponsor. So honestly, I think that's, that's all it is. You start by making content, use your iPhone, use your Samsung, whatever you got, use your mum's camcorder from 2003, it still works the same as anything that I could do for you. So, yeah, just take a photo, put on your Instagram, put on your Facebook, have a YouTube channel if you're into the creative side of things. It's all about being different and standing out to get to get the sponsor's attention. So that's all it's really about, I guess, from my perspective. And do you think today they need to have it really professional, like branded with their logos, um, having captions along the bottom of their videos, Um, For an athlete just starting out, what do you think are the most important parts for them to concentrate on? I think a logo is super important. Even if it's, you don't don't have to pay a graphic designer $1,000 to make your logo. You can do it yourself. There's Wix logos makers. There's Canva. You can do whatever you want. It's just the point of making the effort to to have that thing. And then all you do, um, I don't have a of it but my old logo I made on Photoshop 
No. Thought I had a sticker on it. It was shocking. Absolutely shocking. And then it was only last year that I rebranded to to this logo, yeah. which is just so much more smoother and it just it just looks better actually. I have it here. You probably cut this out, but this was my old logo. Oh yeah. That was that, and I made that myself back in 2014. And then you compare it. Yeah. I think I know which one looks a little bit more professional and sleek. And, and that was just a, an evolve, like an involvement in my business. So you can start out, you can just have your initials or your name and your number or whatever you think. And I don't know, it just sets you apart again. That's what it's all about is being different from the people that you're competing with. So motorsport's competitive. It's a competitive sport. So to stand out, you've got to, you've got to do stuff that other people aren't doing really. And have a logo and then if you're doing video content I'd keep the caption minimal make sure that your video does the speaking so if you're doing a talking video it's a if it's selfie mode whatever you reckon put like give your audience a reason to watch the video don't explain in the caption because you kind of kind of feeding the purpose if you're like today I got first in my race in the caption and then in the video you're like today I got first in my race <laughs> they don't really have to watch the video do they so um yeah, just be just be careful about it. I don't know. You can always talk to people about me. I'm not going to charge you to talk to me. <laughs> I'll always help. And I'm thinking about putting out some resources to help people. So just just very beginner things like that. So um, well, can you recommend any free or cheap apps that are available on Android or iOS that people can use to develop their videos? Well, if you have a Mac computer, you get iMovie pre-installed on that. And then I think on Windows, it's Windows Movie Maker. And then I don't use any iOS apps but I know iMovie comes on that and that's just a standard feature that will kind of work across and it does a job sort of thing so um, I'm sure there's lots I used to use someone years ago I wouldn't I'm not sure I I pay like $800 a year to have the best industry stuff so I mean I don't really um not sure what <laughs> you could use be a simple search in an app store of video editor or video creator that's all it would be to find just look at the reviews and see what people say make sure it doesn't crash and does a job that's pretty much all it is and so today if mum and dad are really busy and they don't have time to take on yet another role they're probably busy running a business yeah, definitely. <laughs> um what kind of other services um do you provide at mcleod media so at McLeod Media, we're kind of pretty niche on the motorsport thing. I'm trying to, to to expand out, but motorsport takes up a lot of my weekends. When if I get booked for a wedding, I'm just like, sorry, I'm at Bathurst, or sorry, I'm at Gold Coast, sorry, I'm at Adelaide. And then so kind of takes up majority of your life. But I offer, so videography. So that's from daily 30-second videos. So I make daily videos for some clients, and then I do one-minute, two-minute or three-minute weekend video wraps. So also there's so, the social media management side of things, which is all about growing your brand, which involves – so the, the social media package that I offer involves video and photo content. But then also just the management side of things would also be something that it's just having someone who – not going to toot my own horn here, but so, having someone who knows about the platforms and how to best utilize them. I'm 20, so I'm at the right age to kind of grew up with the social media side of things, which is – Awesome. Good for me, for my job. And then sponsorship proposals is how I started out with, with Mark Winterbottom. We used to do coverage reports and social media proposals to send and got quite a few clients through that. So Air Clean, who I did a corporate 
project for at the start last year and this year. Um, I actually helped to get that sponsor. So that was really cool to start the relationship from day dot and then be able to follow it through with a different aspect. So yeah, I try not to, I try not to offer too much because I want to be able to be good at everything I offer, but then it's kind of ended up that I kind of offer a lot of stuff, like not meaning to sort of thing, but yeah, are you branching out to other categories? Like you're saying, obviously, supercars are your main and that's pretty much your 15 weekends a year. Um, do you enjoy your weekends off or are you looking to expand into the support categories? Well, kind of just depends. Most of the categories have videographers. I actually shot for Formula Ford at the Bend a few weekends ago, which come from, so they already have a videographer, but he was he was busy. And he called me up and I got to go and work for that category, which was cool, which was not on a supercars weekend. So it's cool to find, to do some stuff that doesn't, because I can't take any more on like at supercars at this point in time. It's just flat out. And then the Shannon's Nationals, I'm an accredited videographer and photographer for Shannon's Nationals. So when I can pull together some clients that makes it worthwhile for me to travel to the events, then I go. I went to Phillip Island for the second round, but didn't go to the bend this weekend because just it was just worthwhile sort of thing. You got to make sure that it's worthwhile for your time and didn't really pull it, pull anything together to cover accommodation and travel and, and things like that. So you've got to justify when, when something's worth doing for your time and when it's not. So. And with your services, so saying for a videographer, does someone employ you for the weekend or like for a practice session or, um, you know, is it a matter of someone getting four, four drivers all together in order to pay for your accommodation and airfare there? Well, so luckily with supercars, I do GRM's content and it's subsidised through that. So I have like in my little contract thing that I offer, it's got like down in the terms and conditions that on the events that it runs with supercars, there's not really any extra thing. And But then if it's say a Shannon's Nationals, I'll split my costs across the clients that I'm working for to make it to make it worthwhile because obviously I can't pay for myself because I'd be using the money that I've been earning and basically working for free. So if I'm offering a service to somebody, then we usually try and I try and get a few together so it subsidizes the costs and things like that. And luckily I live in Melbourne that there's so many tracks around here that I can just stay at home like Sandown, Phillip Island, Winton, like all these places I can do a day trip or things like that, which is which is really lucky. And there's so many tracks around here, which is really cool. Awesome. Um, have you been to any of the cart tracks? I have. I worked uh, at a, the AKC for Todd Road yep. um, not too long ago. And I worked at, uh, where was it? Out West, Gippsland. Is that West? <laughs> I went to a, a cart day to a track, no, Morwell. I went to Morwell track um, to film for a client who he was in, he's only 12, 13, and he's already getting his video content sorted. That come from his dad, really like, focused on his brand, and he's, um, he's doing some really cool stuff in the AKC and stuff like that. So um, never too early to start building a brand and things like that, especially I would say the ideal ages when you're actually starting to look for sponsors. Like at the younger age, your parents kind of, it's not, no, no secret that your parents kind of covered everything. But when you get to the, the 14, the 15, the 16, when it starts to get really serious and if you're passionate about following it, 
that's when it kind of gets important to bring sponsors on board. And the easiest way to bring a sponsor on board is to provide them value. So keep coming back to value. And I reckon, honestly, I reckon that having a brand is the secret source to success in motorsport, definitely in Australia. So you're echoing my words today. I love, <laughs> I love what you're saying. It's a brand. It's all yeah. it is. It is. We talk very much about um, building a brand. And for anyone that doesn't know, we do have a closed motorsport sponsorship Facebook page. Um, so just search in um, Facebook for motorsport sponsorship. And we go through all about branding um, and how to get started. There's lots of um, free tips and tools in there. Now, because you did say you are 20 and you said that Facebook or oh, social media is your thing today, I'm going to throw away some social media questions here for you. All right, let's see how we go. <laughs> um, what is your preferred platform for building a brand? I think they all have their place. Yeah. I'm going to say that they all have their place. Facebook is for your long-form press releases and things like that. So a website and Facebook, press releases and photography, I'd say. Then Instagram is your real cool artistic kind of kind of want to build influence and things like that on Instagram. And then if you're really into it, YouTube is where longer, longer form content goes, but a website's important for press releases because press releases are how people learn stuff and things like that. And recently, um, Madeline Stewart, she recently moved up from carts to, to super three and her press release and I was talking to her parents and they weren't sure if she needed a website. And I was like, at this stage in her career, she needs a website. And that's definitely something that people are like, it's so outdated these days, which you're kind of right. You're kind of right in terms that people don't really go to websites. You don't search into Google and go to a website. You go to a website through a link, which you get through a Facebook page or through an Instagram bio or something like that. And it's just having that solid platform that, isn't social media. It's like a solid place where you can put your bio and you can put your contactable information and you put your archival stuff. So stuff from years ago you put there and it provides context and it provides, um, it gives sponsors pretty much everything they need to know. So definitely need a website, definitely need Instagram, definitely need Facebook, definitely need, no, you don't, you don't need a YouTube channel. That's kind of, that's kind of beating a dead horse, but it's a platform. Yeah, it's a, a preferred platform. It's the more you have, the more you, but the thing is it's so time consuming. Like I manage my own social media and try and build my own brand. And then I manage socials for a lot of people that I work for. Um, just like support category people. And then I do Mark's social as well, which is huge. That's, a, that's such a big thing. Cause it's has such a big following and just interacting with everyone on that is time consuming in itself. <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> And so next question say, um, do you recommend they put the same content across all the platforms if they are um, have multiple platform usage? So ideally you can use the same content but specialise it to, to each platform. So for Instagram, ideally you should be using a four by five crop on your photos, which is either landscape or portrait. In that way it kind of takes up more real estate on someone's page, which is the aim of the game. So to get a, to get someone's attention, you make it be in front of their face for longer. And by doing that, you use like aspect ratios and things like that. Um, I crop all my videos for GRM to a four by five ratio, which means it sits rather than like your typical 16 by nine landscape screen, it sits portrait and just 
pretty much on a phone, it takes up 90% of your real estate on your phone. So he's much more inclined to watch it. I know personally that I watch videos that are portrait a lot more than I do landscape now. It's kind of the way of the future, I'd say. And then, um, and then for Facebook, you can run like the landscape, things like that. So it's really just about to make it different. You have to like personalize it. Just for example, for Madeline's videos for, I make her a two minute video on each super, super three weekend. And that's for Instagram. That's a two minute flat video and it's cropped like that. And then for Instagram, I cut it at the one minute mark and then she has one minute and then people that are watching, they have to swipe across and they watch the next minute. So that's a way of like making something fit for the platform and really getting the most out of each platform without having to make separate content sort of thing. Awesome advice. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, and last question, um, how many posts a week do you recommend someone starting out with building their brand? Should they be posting with a mix of both posts, um, photos and videos? Uh, it's, it's really hard, but content is king overall. I always say content, 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 but it's also going to mean something. So there's got to be a balance between making stuff and posting it for a reason and then posting it just because you think you should post. So I would say I try and post three or four times a week on my own personal brand. Um, I tell my clients that they should be posting three or four, five times a week on Instagram, utilize your stories, stories. You can post pretty much as much as you want pretty much. And then you can share them across to your Facebook pages stories as well. So stories are the place that people go when they want to know about your daily life and then your profile should be more about the milestones, achievements and and big things that are coming up. So pretty, much, it's really hard to, to blanketly give a statement about how many times you should post a week, but I would say keep it in the three to four a week range. If you have the content, post every day. But, I mean, if you're willing to make it, I can, like you put in the effort to make decent content that's going to show off your best skills as a, as an athlete or things like that, post it. It's only going to help you. Yeah. But I mean, if you're posting a photo of your breakfast because you need to post, then, you know, keep that for your personal page and then separate your athlete persona or your brand from that, I would say. Tanae, thank you so much for all your information today. I do feel like we could speak about another half an hour quite easily. I still want to know about videos and photos, but um, to finish it off, um, what is your favourite racetrack? Oh, I got asked this in one of my vlogs the other day. I, I don't want to be that person that says Bathurst, Yeah, but I feel like I'm going to be that person that says Bathurst because, man, that place is so special, isn't it? Yes. Other than Bathurst, oh, man, I love going to Darwin and Townsville. That's probably more the atmosphere than the racetrack. Yeah. Really cool events up there. Um, but racetrack, for the pure fact that it's a racetrack, it's got to be Bathurst. It just doesn't get any better, does it? <laughs> wow. It is winning. It is um, like this is episode 45 or 44 and I'd have to say that I think 40 times we've had that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's got good odds. Oh, yes. It's such a wonderful place. You roll up there on like on the Tuesday before Bathurst and the race is until Sunday and you're like, I'm so excited. Can I walk the track yet? And it's just like, what is wrong with me? 
No, no. It's one no, of the- it's a cool place. You ask anyone in the industry and nine times out of ten they're gonna say it's Bathurst. And you don't wanna be that person. It happens so often that you're like, I don't wanna be that person, but it's it just is. it is. Now today, how can people get in contact with you? Well, if I haven't bored you in this chat already, you can find me <laughs> you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under McLeod Media. Or website is www.themcloudmedia.com and that's where I put a lot of my services and prices and all that fun stuff. Um, But the main place that I post is Facebook and Instagram so you can hit me up with a DM or a message there and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. (gasps) You're so cool. All of today's links will be in today's show notes. So again, thank you so much for that wealth of knowledge. Um, I love your story. I can't wait. What is next? With is it be a bit of better plans with cloud? Next is we're going to find. What are we doing? Trying to finish university without exploding (laughs) so I'm in the final unit so it's literally like the the hardest point of the degree um and just this year I'm committed to the rest of the supercars round so we'll do the how many what what are we at I think we're at round round seven round eight round nine one of those rounds so we've got like six or seven rounds left um and other than that I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and keep making content that Makes people want to pay me and pay my rent and um, I don't know. Living life. Keep living life. That's all that's going on at the minute. And next year we'll see see where we end up, see what happens. Hopefully, oh, I'd say I'd take on more clients at supercars, but I'm kind of kind of stumped. Hopefully, take on maybe another category. So I'd like to get more involved in Chenin's Nationals and TCR and things like that. But again, it's got to be worthwhile for the time and effort that you put in. So we'll see what comes together. I guess. Well, today I think you're going to have a wonderful future, whether it's in motorsports or outside of motorsports in um, videography. I wish you all the very best. Um, I'm going to be following your journey on Instagram, as you know, and so I'll look forward to see where it takes you. Awesome. Thanks for the chat. It was really cool. Hopefully that I've given the listeners just a little bit of value, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, it was fantastic. I really appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Team. Until next time, take care.